When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Flippin' Bats. This one is going to be a blast. We have a ton to talk about. Some big-time free agents have officially signed, as we called last week, might I add. Uh, Justin had his introductory press conference in New York this morning. There's a lot going on around the game of baseball, and we're going to talk all about it. Let's get to it. A high fly ball, deep center field. It is gone. Home run. And a huge bat flip to celebrate. All right, Ben, start the show already. Welcome in, my friends. This is uh, this is quite the week because of a couple things. A lot of people sign Carlos Correa, Dansby, Carlos Rodon. Really, the big remaining guys have all signed, and it's also. Christmas time and, and the holidays. Yeah. And Hanukkah. Happy holidays to everyone, to you, Alex, to, to everyone listening. Why, thank you. Yeah. Same to you, Ben. And and happy holidays to a lot of fan bases as well, because um, a lot of players have signed and we'll get into all of them. But obviously, Justin signed a couple of weeks ago at this point. But his introductory press conference took place this morning in New York. And man... Well, it it never it never gets like easier. I don't know if easier is the word, but it never gets like normal seeing Justin in a different uniform. Like I I was at his first start with the Astros. Yeah. And seeing him in that uniform after over a decade in a Tigers uniform was like, what is happening? And seeing him this morning in a Mets uniform was similar, but it's it's always so cool. You know, like it's just another chapter in a story that is undoubtedly leading to the Hall of Fame, which is really cool. So Justin introduced this morning, had a bunch of great, great quotes from up there. One of my favorites was when he was asked about this offseason of what made you so like, I believe the, the question was why he trusted the Mets to go all in this winter before he committed to sign in New York. And Justin's answer was Steve. Yeah. That was the only. I mean, answer. that should be the answer to anybody <laughs> considering the Mets is Uncle Steve, as we saw. Absolutely. After he signed Justin, that was just the he was just the beginning. He Justin was, was, it was just, just the, the beginning. beginning. That's the craziest part. And even with the signing of Justin, he was at the luxury tax, like the. They were right at, there. He was at the marker. Anything right over that, he was going to have to pay a 90% on whatever he paid over. And he's like, mm, whatever, let's keep it rolling. But even still, when that signing happens, I was talking to Justin right when he signed, right when it became official. And he said, this, this won't be the end of the Mets signings. And I said as much here on the show. And man, did the, I didn't even imagine. They just signed, you know, there's signings all over the place. Yeah. They end up with Sanga. Brandon Nimmo comes back. Adovino signing is, is huge. That just, that just happened. So a lot is going on with the Mets. But seeing Justin in a Mets uniform, this morning in New York is wild. It really was. And he's going to be he's going to be 40 at the start of next season. He That's turns crazy. 40 in uh 2 months. Next Actually birthday. 2 months to February yeah. 20th. Okay. 2 months to the day, right? And um but he's coming off of two seasons when he's pitching. His last two seasons that he has pitched, he's won a Cy Young award in both of those seasons. So I have no doubts he's going to go to New York and do big things, but he was asked this morning as well of if you could, if you could be like Tom Brady and pitch into your forties, like, do you want to be like Tom Brady? And his answer was, if I find myself at forty-five and pitching well and being healthy, why would I stop? And I love that answer. I mean, he is on the path 
that Tom Brady is in. I mean, I don't know if he has the crazy diet, lifestyle, extreme I would say it's that gotten Tom close. Brady has. I don't, I, would, I don't think it's on the level of Tom Brady, but it is close to how much Justin takes care of himself and goes through PT and the amount of sleep he gets. Yeah. Like, it is... Well, he's on the level. It's like, next he's in, level. He's 40, and he's going to be pitching at the highest level and just got an insane contract. I think the other really cool part about this, about t- guys that bounce around two good teams and are kind of tone setters and your brother also being like veteran arm Cy Young winner World Series winner you're going to bring over fans you're not only getting new fans obviously you're joining the Mets fan base but you're going to have Detroit fans Astro fans who fell in love with him during his career that are now going to root for him and are now going to be watching Met games I mean that's when you fall in love with a player doesn't matter what team they go to you're a fan of the yeah. player. I think that's a. I think that's the one of the cool things about this is because baseball isn't typically that sport, and I think it's maybe becoming that a little more, which I think is a good thing for the sport. Yeah. I love players, and I will follow Same. them. Like huge player fan in the NBA, LeBron. Like you yeah. hear it all the time. Well, I'm a fan of LeBron, and I'll root Same. for wherever he is. Baseball is very. It's very deep rooted in American history, and you're a fan of the team. Yeah, and I, I think it speaks volumes to how much Justin has done things right in his career that everywhere he goes, he'll get comments and I'll get comments when I, when I talk about Justin signing with the Mets is I'm from Detroit and I will always love and root for him. I'm from Houston and I will always be appreciative and love him and root for him. And I think that speaks volumes to the career he has had. And this morning when I was watching everything happen, as soon as it wrapped up, I texted Justin just saying like, Hey man, how did that feel? Like, how did it feel to be in a Mets uniform? Expecting, like, a, it's a little weird to be in it. Yeah. No. It, was, it felt amazing. Yeah. I'm really excited, and I feel awesome. And, like, it, it just it makes me, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see him pitch in a Mets uniform. And it, it was just another, it was another great day. One of the big signings in the offseason. And speaking of big signings, Ooh, Alex, dude. I have to give us some credit. Because boy, oh boy, did we perfectly <laughs> predict this. But first off, let's the just The last take, 30 seconds of the show, yeah. too, it was like... All everything. Blah, 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 well, let's take a listen to this okay. first point here, where we just laid out the timeline of what was going to happen okay. perfectly. By next week, this time, I think Carlos Rodon will be signed, and I think Carlos Correa will Ooh. I think Dansby. I think Dansby goes after Correa. Nailed it. Uh, everything. Yep. Everything happened there. Yep. And speaking of Correa, first thing that happens, 350 for 13 years. Carlos Correa is a $300 million man plus $50 million more dollars. Yeah. The San Francisco Giants get their guy. Well, arguably, you know, Aaron Judge was, I think, originally their guy. And now they end up getting yeah. Carlos Correa, who is now their guy for his entire career, if he wants it to be, there is a no trade clause. There is no opt-outs. It yeah. is 13 years, $350 million. It is the largest contract in total value for an infielder in the history of Major League Baseball, and it is the fourth largest contract in the history of Major League Baseball overall. Carlos Correa gets absolutely paid. And one thing I want to make very clear is how good Carlos Correa is. Because if you remember... Let's take a step back to last offseason when Carlos Correa was a free agent and we were talking about him being arguably like this. This might be the greatest free agent at the time. It might be the biggest free agent contract of all time. He's so good. They're coming off of World Series appearances and a World Series win. And he was the Astros shortstop. And he was that guy doing this thing on the field saying, what time is it? As is on my shirt here. What time is it? He's he's the guy and he has so much charisma And then he goes to Minnesota for a year. And I feel like what happened around the course of Major League Baseball is we forgot a little bit of how good Carlos Correa is. Oh, no, I don't think a little bit. I I agree. I, I don't think a little bit. When you go to a team that is not in the spotlight, when you come from a team that was the top of their game, you're winning World Series, you are the heart and soul of that team, and then you go somewhere where you're, you're, kind of quiet. You're like, hey guys, remember me? Don't forget about me. Everyone did. 
Yep, absolutely. And he went there, and and there were injuries this year. Yeah. But let's not forget. And I was looking at this last night. The the analytics behind all of Carlos Correa, his baseball savant page, right, where mm-hmm. you see all those red or blue tickers of yep. where you rank and amongst everybody in Major League Baseball. His is bright red everywhere. His expected batting average numbers are in the 96th percentile. His exit velocity numbers are in the 98th percentile. It just goes on and on and on of just red everywhere. And it's because Carlos Correa is a stud. He's a stud defensively. He's a stud offensively. And he is a guy that you want in your team, in your corner, on your team in the playoffs. And I think this is a great signing for for the Giants. And yes, 13 years is a long time. Let's not forget here, Carlos Correa is younger than Trey Turner, Xander Bogarts, all of these all these big time free agents that we're seeing. Aaron Judge, he's younger than all of them. So yes, a longer deal, 13 year deals have yeah. not typically proven to work out well. But you look around the game of baseball, that's the going rate right now. Pay guys. For a little bit lower AAV, longer years, and that's what the Giants do. They lock up their guy 13 years, $350 million. I mean, word on the street was that Mets were also going for Correa, though. And Steve, Uncle Steve offered Correa somewhere in the $300 million range. 13 so you, years, $300 yeah, million. There you go. So you knew if the Giants were going to win this. And they needed a win after being in the conversation. Who actually knows how close they were? to getting Aaron Judge or if he was just using it to get the number higher with the Yankees. I mean, we'll personally never know. But the Giants needed a win, and they need to get back to a winning culture. I, they they were kind of the last real dynasty in baseball. I know this is a different conversation Astros. that we're going to go back and forth with the no, Astros, but I, they had I, I three agree. World they Series wins I, I, in five yeah. years. Yeah, They were the last true dynasty, and we're coming up on almost – 10 years of the last time that they won a World Series, which is crazy. They need to get back to that winning culture. And now if you have a guy like Carlos Correa, this is someone you can build around. Yeah, that's that's the point right there. This isn't, are we saying right now the Giants are a World Series contending team because they signed Carlos Correa? No, absolutely not. But does it help the team? Absolutely. And he's a guy you build around. You know he's there for 13 years, and guys will want to sign there because he's there and their commitment to winning is so clearly high. So you build around your guy, and what better to build around in baseball than a shortstop, a stud shortstop, and that's what they're doing. So they will undoubtedly build around him. I know this this time period right now, is kind of a big transition period for the Giants from the Giants of old where Buster Posey has now gone Mm -hmm. and Brandon Crawford is still there. Longoria is gone. But those guys that, you know, those guys from that dynasty team that we were talking about that it it felt like because it did happen every even year, the Giants were winning the World Series. 2010, 2012, 2014. Every un- other year. It's unbelievable. And uh, and so right now we're in that transition period where those guys are either still on the team but not as good or gone, and now it's time to redo it again with a different core. Yeah. And now you have the you heart have and core. soul of your core, mm-hmm. and you'll be able to build around him. So as we sit right now, the Giants are – I'm not saying the Giants are going to contend with with the Dodgers and the, the Padres in the NL West, but – this is a great start. I love what they've done. They will absolutely be competitive. And I think building around Carlos Correa is a good start. And you did make a good point, Alex, which I, I yeah. want to dive into okay. in a little bit about the Mets offering Correa yeah. and Steve Cohen and what that raising prices. I have a, I have a lot to talk yeah, we'll, about there. We'll, we'll dive into that. But a I, later. I want to dive into right now what you you said something last week that yeah. was was fairly impressive. We both had Quite impressive statements being said all around. But I want, and I made a point to put this on Twitter because I thought it was great. And we're going to play it here. But we just played the timeline where Alex and I both said Rodon, Correa, and Dansby will all go in the order they will go in. But listen to what Alex had to say about Carlos Correa. And I think, um, oh man, Correa to the Giants. Whoa. Love it. Nailed it. Well, once I started, obviously, we both beginning were like, Dodgers, feels like it could work. Correa could be the villain. And then once I realized that wasn't going to happen, just had this 
gut feeling. Now he'll really Di- be the villain. I love this even more I so like because <laughs> now Dodger fans can continue to have this. I don't know if it's hatred or just animosity, whatever it is towards him, and it's going to make this Giants Dodgers rivalry more exciting. I just love how it, the conversation started happening so much that it became like, hey, Dodgers fans, are you going to be okay if Correa signs? And, everyone- and 50% were like, yeah, you know what? I will be. And a bunch of other people were like, I'll eventually get there. And now he's yeah. with the Giants, oh, and they're yeah. all going to be like, I've always hated you. I we know. never wanted you. Probably- it's just great. Like this the is- two teams he was on that Dodger fans could have the most hatred for. It's poetry. It's it's going to be beautiful. The boos are going to be echoing when it's, he comes to Dodgers it Stadium. Is, it's poetry. And um, he's not the only big signing. We called Carlos Correa. She called Carlos Correa to the Giants. And I said immediately following that, Dansby will go right after Correa goes. Yeah. And that is exactly what happened. Dansby Swanson has signed with the Chicago Cubs. Seven years, $177 million. I I love this. Yeah. I really do like this move. And I'll talk all about why I like it for the Cubs specifically. But we have to play what I said last week as well. After you said Correa to the Giants, have a listen to what I said about Dansby Swanson. Okay. If I had to predict, if it's not Atlanta. Yeah. I don't know. Chicago? The Cubs? I mean, we were on one. We were on one. We were on one. And it's been impressive. And this is this is where I changed because this did get interesting and it ended up playing true. I believed Dansby was going to sign back with the Atlanta Braves. And I think it fairly quickly in free agency, within a month, we kind of felt like this was a, a Freddie Freeman type situation. Mm-hmm. The Braves weren't really reaching out. There weren't really serious talks. And it kind of had a feeling of, okay, I don't know if he will resign there, but I went down to the winter meetings and had multiple conversations, as I mentioned on this show, and said, my big takeaway here, one of them is that I don't think Dansby's going back to Atlanta. And I think he's going to the Cubs. And the reasonings were because, one, the Cubs are needed a shortstop and are looking for somebody to build around. But his now new wife, I think they're currently on their honeymoon. They're on their honeymoon. Plays soccer in Chicago, and yeah. she's a stud and a star there. They can just own the city of Chicago. Dansby Swanson and Mallory Pugh will be kings and queens in Chicago because they're at the top of their sport on on the big teams there. You got the Chicago Cubs and the the soccer team there. So yeah. good for them. I I I love it. I gotta say, it is so rare for a professional athlete, let alone two professional athletes who are now married to be able to live and play and stay in the same city, what that is going to do, not only for their mental health, but their game to be able to be with the person you love is so special. And if you have the opportunity to do it, you have to think that's going to be a main reason that you're going to go to a city and go to go to a team. Yeah. I feel like it, it Looking back in hindsight, and that's the reason, that is one of the big reasons I ended up saying Dansby to the Cubs, but looking back on it, it was like slapping us in the face. That's a big deal that they're able to do that together. And if the Braves weren't going to come in and swoop him off his feet again and make him their shortstop, where I think he, he wanted to be his entire career, it's just not how it worked out, then this feels like the place it was always going to be, yeah. wherever his now wife was playing. But good for him, good for the Cubs. I really do like this for the Cubs. Seven years, $177 million. Now, again, I'm not saying the Cubs are going to be – winners of the NL Central this year. But I really like it because they're building up the middle, which is so important in baseball. And they will have the best defense in baseball up the middle of probably anybody. You look at Dansby at shortstop. Nico Horner will be at second base, who is a gold glove finalist a couple of years ago. Cody Bellinger coming over from the Dodgers in center. Say what you want about where his offense is at. His defense is elite. But speaking of say what you want about his offense – you're paying him not like his not like MVP Cody Bellinger. So if you can get anything remotely close to what you got for a couple of years there with Cody, maybe Cody needed out of LA. Yeah. Maybe he needed a change of scenery. Maybe he needed to be on a team for a little while that he wasn't expected to produce as at a, at such a high level. Now he can just kind of yeah. be on a team that the expectations aren't super high and maybe figure it out a little bit. But if he does, look, the pitching staff leaves a little to be 
a, a little, you know, where they need some help. Yeah, you need, Still some, need help. some help. I, I like where the Cubs are at. I like the moves that they have made, and I like where they're at for the future. And I've been very critical of the Cubs and what they did with that core of Bryant, Rizzo, Contreras. Am I missing anybody? Javi Baez. Yeah. But I, I do like what they are starting to do, and it's building up the middle and – I'm not fully in their corner yet, but this was a good start. Now, what a year, I got to say, what a week for the for the Swansons here. Married, honeymoon, $177 million for seven years, living in the same city as your wife. Now, let me just remind, or if you didn't know, the Braves only offered him $100 million for six years. That's... That's a slap in the face. It doesn't even compare. Yeah. $100 million for six to 177 for seven. That's a no-brainer. On top of it, I get to live in the same city as my wife? I'd move to 10 buck two for 77 extra million that, dollars. It's like, mm, I mean, that's tough. That's yeah. saying a lot for what Atlanta is doing, especially with your, your homegrown guys. Absolutely. So, Dansby... No longer on the Braves. Nope. Dansby is Bye. a Chicago Cub and signed for a lot of money. A lot of Good money. for him. Um, last big free agent has signed the last big, big guy. Big, Carlos big. Rodon, six years, $162 million to the New York Yankees. It It's the move that the Yankees needed to make. Yeah. They did make well. The one they needed to make was, Judge. was Aaron Judge. Yeah, they they should have folded the program if they didn't resign Aaron Judge. They did got that done for a lot of cash, uh-huh. and now they get Carlos Rodon, who was the best remaining pitcher on the market, an elite arm. I I love Carlos Rodon. I am a very big fan of Carlos Rodon, and I feel like he has been. Under the radar for the last, not I feel like, he has been for the last two, two three years because of where he's pitched, yeah. right? In Chicago, not for the Cubs, and mm-hmm. say the White Sox have been better than the Cubs, but they will. I feel like they will always be, the Cubs will be Chicago's team, yeah. right? He paid for the White Sox, and then he goes and pitches for the Giants, who aren't a huge market right now. This guy has been dominating. He has been striking out everybody last year is 14 and eight with a two eight eight ERA and 237 strikeouts. And now he's going to New York. So I have been a huge fan of what Carlos Rodon has been doing for years. His story is incredible. It looked like he was going to be out of baseball and out of a job in the White Sox. The White Sox waived him and then designated him, designated him, and then they brought him back, and he ended up being a stud. Then he moves on to the Giants, and now he's getting paid. And I love this move for him, and I love this move for the Yankees because he is a stud, but the Yankees' rotation needed help. Yeah. Garrett Cole at the top, great. Nestor Cortez, Sure. Are you going to get what you got from him last year? Probably not. But in my opinion, Nestor isn't a guy that you want to lean on yeah. in a in a playoff game. As when you a need a big two. playoff win, in my in my opinion, if I'm a Yankees fan, I'm not pointing at Nestor and saying that guy is going to dominate because in the playoffs, stuff and overpowering stuff wins. And Carlos Rodon has that overpowering stuff. And having him and Garrett Cole at the top of a rotation is just disgusting. Good for him and good for the New York Yankees. So you said he kind of flew under the radar, right? The last mm-hmm. couple years. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to be center stage Correct. spotlight. Everyone is going to see exactly who he is. The media is going to be next level than anything he's been used to the last couple of years. You mentioned the rotations. Who has the better rotation now in New York? Oh, Mets or Yankees? Because they're both pretty solid. I I think that answer is is the Mets. Yeah, but I, I do think it's closer than than people are would, would assume. The Mets rotation, the obviously I would I would take Justin and Max over Garrett and. Rodon. Well, if you didn't pick family, you might be. In but if trouble. I didn't pick family, yeah, yeah. But but I would. Okay. But that's no discredit to Garrett and Rodon. I just think Justin and Max are Hall of Famers pitching like two Hall of Famers, mm-hmm. and I think Garrett could be one day. And I don't think Rodon's on that level yet. I just would take those two. But you look at 
You look at Kodai Sango, right, who the Mets have as their now three guy in the rotation. Mm -hmm. Question marks, right? Obviously, from yeah. anybody coming over from Japan, it's a different game. The baseball is different. How will he how will he adapt to America? Then how will he adapt to New York City? He's getting yeah. thrown into a gauntlet. How will that be? It's a question mark, but the guy throws 100 with a forkball nicknamed the Ghost because it's so nasty. And I think the Ghost will be dominant. And then signing Quintana, having Carrasco, I would take the Mets rotation over the Yankees, but I do think the Yankees rotation deserves more credit. What do you got? I'm with you, too. I would take the Mets. Now, we had a photo up here. It had both of the rotations. Can we get that back up? Um, had both of the rotations up here. And, and if you just even look at their jerseys, okay? Yankees, <laughs> you add one new guy, right? Mets went for a whole new, like center of the rotation here yeah I, they went all in yes it's gonna take Sanga probably spring training it will be tough because I remember Shohei Otani talking about just how the adjustment period was in spring training as you mentioned the ball just just getting used to being in the United States it's it's insane it's hard to fully comprehend what it's like coming from a different country with a different language and everything like that. So I definitely think there'll be a learning curve. But he's got some great veterans on his side, including your brother, obviously Scherzer. Mets are going to be a scary, scary team to face. I just I think when it, when we when this question is presented, I I my mind goes to look, it's about winning and it's about winning in the playoffs as well. And like I said earlier, I think Nestor is a stud and a, a good arm, but I, I just don't I don't know if he's that guy to turn to in a playoff series. You know, like Severino has that nasty playoff. Yeah. Nestor, Nestor doesn't have 100 miles an hour with a 92 mile an hour slider, and that's what plays in a playoffs. But I, I want to mention one thing you, you said about Senga and coming over to the United States. I got a just a very small taste of this when I went over to Japan. Yeah. And I went with a translator. Yeah. And it's when I when I was not with a translator. Scary. It's it is. Yeah. It's scary. You can't like there is no communicating. There is no reading what like cuz it's not letters, oh, right? I, I can't read anything put down. Nobody can talk to me. Not a ton of people speak my language and that will be the case with Kodai, not a lot of people are going to speak his language over here. He'll obviously have a translator and somebody that will be with him the majority of the time. But I gained so much respect while I was over there for Shohei for what he was able to do coming to the United States and being on his own with no friends and basically just Ipe mm -hmm. for, for still. You know, it's crazy. Oh, it's nuts. I, I spent six weeks in China covering the World University Games back in 2011 and same thing. So we had a full-time interpreter with us. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. And when they're not with you and you're trying to communicate with someone, you're hearing all these other conversations around you in a different language. There's no cheat sheet on like no. how to understand the language like or read anything if <laughs> you didn't study it before or have someone with you. I mean, you're vulnerable. You can feel isolated. You can feel lost. It can be scary at times. So it takes a lot of bravery, courage, yeah. confidence, all the above. Like you're playing an entire game. I mean, you know the game. And the, the baseball has its own language, right. obviously. But it's, yeah, so it's basically, learning curve is going to be huge. Yeah, so don't, if he comes over and isn't great for the first couple of months, give him some slack because yeah. it's going to be crazy. But I, he's still nasty and a number three starter in a rotation. I would take the Mets rotation over the Yankees, but it is closer than most people think. But I want to let's move on, Alex, to okay. the the free agent predictions from this year that I made earlier. Because now 
Most of the free agents okay. have signed, correct? Okay. So a little a little update on my predictions, but actually where they ended up. I think I got two of these guys right, but I would take two of ten, by the way, when it comes to free agent predictions, when they don't oh. even know where they're going to go. Pretty good. So uh, I had Wilson Contreras going to the Tigers. That did not happen. Kodai Singa to the Yankees. He ended up going to New York. Okay. Um, Rodon goes to the Yankees. Correa to the Giants, Bogarts to the Padres, Dansby to the Cubs, Josh Bell to the Guardians, Trey Turner to the Phillies, nailed that one. Aaron <laughs> Judge to the Yankees, nailed that. And Jacob deGrom to the Rangers. So, Sweet. Uh, What'd you get? How many? How many, right? I'm I got blocked. two. Oh. As I like to do here, I'm going to grade myself. <laughs> Wait, two um, out of how many? Are you laughing? I am. This isn't a funny matter. I did. That's fine. I, I mean, I love your self-confidence. Free I got, agent. I pre- those guys you. didn't know where they were going to go. How the hell am I going to know where they're going to go? Well, I mean, you're putting yourself out there if you're going to make the bold predictions. Right. You got to give yourself a bold grade. My bold prediction was predicting that Trey Turner would be on the Phillies in July. And guess where he is? He's in. He's with the Phillies. That was a bold prediction yeah. months ago. And okay. that was right. I'm going to give myself... I think I did slightly above average. What? C plus. What? I looked at what? I looked at other people's predictions, like the the ones that are supposed to be One, in the two, know three, here, four, five, and they all missed seven, everything. Nine, ten. You got two of ten, and you're giving yourself a C plus. Yes. What grading system Mine, did you have? The bell growing curve. Up? The Ben curve. <laughs> what? I, I'm just look. Everybody gives their their free agent predictions to start the offseason. Okay. And everybody was wrong on like all of them, right? People, Aaron Judge was a toss up. I feel pretty good about Trey Turner. And you're going to tell me that you knew Josh Bell was going to the Guardians. You knew that Kodai Senga was going to the Mets. Xander Bogarts was going to end up with the Padres. No, absolutely not. Moving on, C. I need from you, Alex, okay. because these are the big names they have signed. The majority, of, all of the big, big names have signed. So I want from you, off the top of your head, yeah, the top three winners Ooh. from free agency so far. It could change, but the majority of the big guys have been signed. So who would you say your top three are? Okay, well, starting with three, okay, um, yes. the Phillies. The fact that they got Trey Turner and they are adding him once Bryce Harper is back and recovered from Tommy John surgery. This is a team that was just in the World Series and you just added an all-star player that you could build a team around, but you're adding him to a team that already has Bryce Harper, an MVP player. So I think they're just going to be outstanding. Second team, I'm going to go Yankees because if you sign Aaron Judge hands down, like you won free agency. That was the most important signing of the offseason. He was the number one free agent on the market. If they did not get him, it would have been a huge failure. So Yankees in at second. And number one, man, Steve Cohen and the Mets just going out, spending the money, putting together an unbelievable lineup, starting rotation, one through nine. It's just... It's exciting and fun to watch an owner that doesn't care that he's overspending and just wants to put the best Uh, product on the field and is going to do whatever it takes to win. Phillies, Yankees, Mets. Okay. I like that. And who you got? I am at my my third, my number three is the Padres. Ooh. Here's why. Okay. Because I like what they did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Xander Bogarts is the big one here, right? This is a this is a team that went and got Juan Soto at the trade deadline last year. Ended up with that big trade, but with multiple guys. But Juan Soto is a guy that you still have for a couple of years. So you look at this team coming into free agency, and it's like, wait a second, like what? What do they? Okay, you have Juan Soto, Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis will be back. Then you have a rotation with Darvish, Snell, Musgrove. Like, these guys are in a really good spot. Yeah. And then you start hearing whispers, murmurs, that they're in on Aaron Judge. It's like, 
oh my God. And that they were the high offer for Aaron Judge. And then that they were involved with Trey Turner. They really wanted him. Guess what? You miss out on both of those guys and you end up with Xander Bogarts, one of the best free agents on the market. Uh, he is part of that big four. They got him for a long, long time, 11 yeah. years. I just, I love what they did there. So now it just gives you a lot of flexibility. What are you going to do with Fernando Tatis? I, I don't know. Are you, is Tatis going to be your outfielder? Are you going to move Tatis to second? Are you going to move Xander? Are you going to put Tatis at short? I, I don't know. Gives him a ton of flexibility, but that lineup with Tatis, Scary. Soto, Machado, and Xander Bogarts Scary. is one of the scariest top four that I have ever seen Sounds in, like an in history. It's nasty. And, yeah. and they did, I, I became big fans of, um, they have a very under-the-radar bullpen, in my opinion. And watching them up close and personal yeah. in the playoffs, I became big fans of, of Nick Martinez and Suarez and, the, and mm -hmm. the back end of that bullpen. They re-sign those guys, so they have them. They get Seth Lugo, who apparently is going to have a chance to start. I like what they've done. I have the Padres here at number three. And number two, the Phillies. Look, this one is simple. Yeah. They were in the World Series. They have two studs in the rotation that you could pair with anybody and feel comfortable with. You have a great lineup, but you had a massive hole, and they filled it with Trey Turner for over a decade. Mm -hmm. I, I love that. I, I love that. And then, obviously, I added some pieces around there. Tywan Walker, they've done some stuff to the bullpen. They need to do a lot more stuff to the bullpen. But I just think that addition of Trey Turner, who I am a – big fan of he is so much fun to watch play the game and they had a hole and they went and filled it and that is why I think the Phillies are here at number two they're going to be dangerous next year as they were this year and we saw how good they were in the playoffs I don't think that was a I don't think that was a fluke and a lucky run they went on I think they had a team built of superstars they had a, a, a roster built with six guys getting over a billion dollars and then you just look at how this team is built you have Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola, and then you have Bryce Harper and Castellanos and JT Realmuto, and now Trey Turner. I mean, this team is great, and they filled a void that they needed to, and I have them here at number two. My number one winner from free agency is the New York Mets. Yeah, it has to be. <laughs> and they just keep going. I They signed somebody before... This episode started. They've probably signed somebody while we're recording this episode. They probably have like five offers out to other people that they're just <laughs> waiting to hear back on. It is unbelievable what they have done, starting with my brother, Justin. Like I just mentioned with Trey, they had a massive hole mm -hmm. when Jacob deGrom left. Mm -hmm. They filled it immediately and then some. Totally revamped a rotation. You get Justin, you get a prized pitching guy that everybody believes is going to be good in Kodai Senga. You have him at the three spot. You have Carrasco. You have Quintana who you add to the rotation. And and he'll pitch he'll be the number four guy. This rotation is so good. I'm a big fan of Brandon Nemo, them bringing him back. This guy just screams baseball player. When you think baseball player, it's Brandon Nemo. The guy hustles. The guy plays great defense. He works counts. He's a stud. People in the locker room love him. Brandon Nimmo is the epitome of a baseball player. That's why he got that big-time deal, because he's a big-time baseball player. You look around, and they, they just did so much. They needed bullpen. They needed bullpen help. They lock up Edwin Diaz to the biggest deal in history for a relief pitcher. Then you get Adam Adovino, who they desperately needed. Uncle Steve just keeps on going and the Mets are in such a great position and certainly a favorite in the National League as we sit right now if not the favorite in the National League the Mets and what they have done are the reason they are my number one team from free agency so far yeah Steve Cohen's changing the game of baseball right now yes he knows the player's worth and he's not afraid to pay them what they need he's he's a player's owner you could yeah. say. We always say there's players, coaches. He's a player's owner because not only is he helping the guys that he signed, but he's helping the guys that he didn't get because he upped their value and they got more money from the teams that ended up signing him, like Carlos Correa. Like it is so exciting 
And so great for the game of baseball to see an owner like Steve Cohen go all in and do whatever it takes to create a winning culture. But again, as we know and as we've seen, big money signings and putting together a lineup like this doesn't necessarily equal wins and doesn't equal a World Series. But it's changing the culture and how players are being paid right now. Steve Cohen... Steve Cohen is changing the game of baseball. Absolutely. He is transforming the game of baseball. He has been a godsend for the game of baseball because he's an owner that came in that wanted to win a World Series. Yeah. Right? He had the money to buy a team. This became a passion project, and he wants to win a World Series. That's his goal, and he's willing to pay that price to win a World Series. So he's willing to pay players to come in. And now we're seeing these contracts come about in large part because of Steve Cohen and the way he has started spending. You best believe the deal that Trey Turner got, the deal that Xander Bogarts got, the deal deal that Carlos Correa is getting. Steve Cohen has set the market for these free agents the way it should be. For too long, we saw these owners downplaying, like basically manipulating the market. Right. And it got to a point where it's like, what what's supposed to happen here? These players are clearly worth more. These owners are making more and more and more money. But how are we what are we supposed to do with these players? They're not getting the money that they probably deserve. Steve Cohen comes along, buys the team and just shows that he is willing to pay that price. And now other teams are having to do it. And we mentioned earlier that deal. Steve Cohen signed Justin, Kodai Senga, Brandon Nimmo. And then it becomes, oh, my God. Steve Cohen is way over the the Cohen tax, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then Carlos Correa signs for 13 years and $350 million. And we hear, guess what? Steve Cohen was in on Carlos Correa for 13 years and $300 million. Yeah. So Carlos Correa is not even... Carlos Correa got $350 million because of Steve Cohen. He has set the market. He is setting the market price, and he is forcing these other owners and many of the owners that didn't care about winning to to get off of their wallets and to pay guys. If you want to win now, you have to outbid Steve Cohen, and it's not going to be an easy thing to do, but it can be done because he obviously isn't going to overpay for every single person out there. You just have to pay more than Steve Cohen is willing to pay, and it's a great thing for baseball. I've said this for years now. Baseball needs owners that love the game of baseball and that want to win. The game deserves it. The fans deserve it. The players deserve it. And there are a couple of organizations out there that I'm not going to mention, <coughs> A's, Pirates, that ha- don't have that same commitment. And the game needs it. And those cities need it. They don't have a commitment to winning. They don't care. They care about the bottom line. Winning matters in the game of baseball. And to make the game the best it can be, you need a bunch of competitive teams. And having teams out there like the Rangers doing what they're doing, the the Padres, the Giants, the Cubs, all of these teams are coming off their wallets saying, all right, well, if we don't do this, Steve Cohen's going to get everybody under the sun and everybody's not going to have a chance. So Steve Cohen has changed the game of baseball. He's great for the game of baseball. And I love what he is doing. So the next question is, because he obviously doesn't have a spending ceiling, does baseball need a salary cap so it doesn't get too out of hand I, I and too lopsided? That's a conversation that has come about because of Steve Cohen even yeah. more, and I think it's fair. But I, I think as we sit right now, look, no would be my answer. Hmm. And until that is proven – I'm not sitting here saying right now that, oh, my God, look at the Mets' payroll, and they are 100% going to win the World Series, cancel the season. It's not fair. No, I don't think anybody's saying that. I think they're in a, I think they're in a conversation to win the World Series for sure. But so are, they're, so are five, ten other teams right now, and they've all spent on their team to try and win money. So until Steve Cohen comes in baseball and says, I want every single player I can possibly get – and I'm willing to pay for that. And oh, I offered Correa 300 million. Oh, the Giants are going to 350. I'll go to 400. Who cares? Until, until the Mets pay at this pace and win five World Series in a row, 
baseball is not a sport that is proven to, yeah, if you, if you spend, you automatically win. Mm-hmm. It helps, obviously. Look at the Yankees of the the Yankees of old. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like the Mets are like the new New York team that the Yankees used to be. If they want a guy, they're gonna get the guy. Yeah, and that's what the Yankees used to be. Now it's the Mets. Right. Absolutely. So I, I don't think there needs to be a salary cap. I think owners need to to come off of their wallets. They're billionaires with a B. Steve Cohen, I think, said today or yesterday they asked about the tax and how far over yeah and he basically is like and eh, it's chump change yeah uh, not, it is. A, not a direct quote but he basically is like i i the direct quote was somewhere in this vicinity i deal with a lot bigger numbers than this it's, it's, it's a loss it's he's gonna get to write it off and it's gonna be nothing like that's what you have to realize too when you are dealing with people who are billionaires these million dollar taxes that they're paying are write-offs for them at the end of the day. It's a loss. Like it's, it's, I need to be a billionaire mind blowing and write off my million dollar losses. Uh I baseball has, has needed an owner like this and baseball for a while. Listen, baseball is the only sport where the owners don't have to open up the books and tell you what they're making. And why do you, they're making tons of money. Their, their organizations are more valuable than they were when they bought it. And they have these insane TV deals. They just don't want you to see how much they're profiting because they don't want to play player, pay players at the rate we're seeing them get paid right now. Oh, it's insane. It is insane. It's insane. The TV deals where they're at now. I mean, that's where all the money comes in is from the TV deal. So if, if you're, if you're in the, on the side of, ah, so-and-so ain't worth that much money. Guess what? They are, they are because guess what these owners are making? They're getting billions of dollars from just the TV, right? The TV deals in its own right. Yep. So it, are they getting paid a lot of money to play a sport? Absolutely. Are they worth it? Absolutely. And and Steve Cohen is paying players what they're worth yep. says they should be getting. Exactly. And he's changing baseball, not only for the Mets, but for the entire league. And if you want to be competitive... You're going to have to spend like Steve Cohen is spending as these billionaire owners can't afford to do. So I like it. I love it. Great. Great. Time for games. Oh, man. So we have been doing name that free agent for over a month now, a couple weeks. And we've basically just run out of free agents. And I was... I'll give myself an A. You're critical of my grading. I'll yeah. give myself an A for how good I was at naming that free agent, especially you, when you it were, got. You were really good at it. So now we are just doing name that player. Yep. Now what we're going to do, I believe, and Alex, uh, you can, I'll let you explain how this is going to work. Okay. I, be, I believe I'm getting a college, a first team that he was drafted by. No. And okay. So how it's going to go is we still have five players. The okay. first team is going to be where he played college. Okay. Second is the team he made his major league debut on. Mm-hmm. And then the third team is his current team. Ooh, okay. 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 I Are like you that. ready for this? Oh, man. This is going to be tougher. This is going to be tougher. Tell me when you're ready. I was born ready for these games. All right. Player number one went to Vanderbilt, made his major league debut with the Braves. And is currently on the Cubs. Dansby Swanson. Well, I didn't even get Bandy a moment. Boys. Yeah. <laughs> you nailed it. I didn't even get to say name that player or get the clock up. Well, I let you I at least let you get through. I almost said it when I saw Vandy and the Braves pop up. Ah. Uh, all right. All right. That was Maybe fast. I'll be better at this one than I thought. I, we'll see. Seriously. We'll see. One for one. Okay. Player number two. You ready? Yeah. Went to NC State. Made his major league debut with the Nationals and is currently on the Phillies. I played against this guy at NC Name State. that player. I played against him. Fun fact, he stole seven bases against us in a two-game series. Two games, seven stolen bases. Trey Turner. Yeah. The answer. Okay. Two for two. I know. You want to be critical of your grading. Line. What's my grade so far, Alex? An A or two yeah. for two. You're dang right. That's a good grade, okay? <laughs> All right, player number three? Yeah. Okay. <sighs> player number three went to Rice, made his major league debut with the Nationals, and is currently on the Angels. 
Name that player. Anthony Rendon. Yeah, gosh. Let's go. I feel like the colleges is really giving away for you because you were obviously a college baseball player. I, and you know the where a lot of these guys gonna went. make this a little hard. I, no, I don't think I think it's just making it easier for you. Yeah, well, I can't argue. Three I know. For three. Okay, three Nailing for three. <sighs> All right. Can I go five for five? That I would will be see. Huge. Player number four. All right. Player number four mm-hmm. played at LSU, made his major league debut at the Orioles, and is currently on the Blue Jays. Name that player. Is this Kevin Gosman? Yeah. Yes. Gosh. Oh yes. my goodness. Okay. That was tougher. I, what do you mean? You said that so fast. How was that tougher? Well, it's just tougher than the other ones. Okay. And I didn't. If I had seen the silhouette with the hair, it might have given it away a little bit Definitely. more. But I didn't see it. I just okay, I saw. I'm just better at this than I thought. All I right. Would be. Can you go five for five? <sighs> this is pressure. Are you ready? Wait. This is pressure. Okay. Do you need a moment? No, I'm ready. Okay. Player number five went to Virginia, made his major league debut at the Mariners. And is currently on the Dodgers. Name that player. I played travel ball with this guy. Oh, my guy. goodness. Of course you did. Travel ball teammates. Chris Taylor, yeah, CT3. It yes, it is. Let's go. I don't think we had more than like 10 seconds on the clock this entire time. That, Maybe 15. That's this whole round, my friend. That's an A+. Plus. That ben, was that is an A+. Plus. Thank you. Congrats. That, my friends, is how you dominate <laughs> name that player. Pure dominance oh, answered everyone within great. five seconds. Yeah. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. I, I like this. I would say some within one. You, like, waited for me to just finish the, the once last you, team. Once you yelled at me after the first one, I didn't get out. Name that free agent. Name that player. You're so rude. Yeah. Yeah, name that player. I decided to wait. The They got harder. <laughs> Gosman and Chris Taylor were Did it? I mean, it came to you within, like, three seconds. It did not get harder. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Thank you. Feel good about yourself. I, I do. Feel we're, good about yourself heading the show into the holidays. On a high note, and um, we're, we're, we're ending the show on a high note. So one last thing to say to everybody before we're done is happy holidays. Yeah. It's the holiday season. I love it. And we're in the midst of it's currently, it's currently Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Yep. Christmas is on Sunday. Sunday? Yeah. New Year's around the corner. So I will be spending Christmas with my family, uh, but we will have an episode next week because Ian Kinsler will be joining the show. Ian Kinsler, Ranger, Tiger, Angel, Angels, Red Sox, Padres. I have his War Stick shirts. And now partner with War Stick. I mean, the guy, but the guy is just a stud of a human being, and he will be joining Flipping Bats next week. So, we will not be taking a break here, but enjoy the holidays, please, everyone. Uh, but this episode has been a lot of fun. Make sure you guys subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcast, Apple or Spotify. Also, follow along on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and you can watch every single episode on YouTube as well at Flipping Bats Pod. Alex, we should take a picture for uh, to post on the on the holidays. On the gram? We should take a Flipping Bats photo. We will. For the gram. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you all for listening. Have a happy holidays. And this has been another episode of Flipping Bats. Until next time, peace. See ya.